You're listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now, here's your award-winning host, author, singer-songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids. It's Paula Phillips. Right Road! Hello, everyone, and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all this evening. Tonight's show is going to be centered around something that is very important to my heart and important in all of our lives, in all of our children's lives, especially in our world today, and the topic is grit otherwise known as determination. And I've realized over the years that I have grit. (laughs) And I hesitated a bit to share what I'm going to share right now because it's kind of a special personal life memory that just makes me smile. And it always reminds me of a big part of what I have inside of me. But somehow I just feel like it's a really good way to introduce what I envision tonight's program to be all about because the word grit in some circles, has gotten kind of a strange reputation, but it's actually such an important characteristic that is so key in our kids' lives. It's it's at the core of what, you know, determination is, and having that grit or determination, whichever word we choose to use, is such a key and leading to success in our lives. So, here's my personal story relating to it. Um, one of the first ways that it really struck me how strong grit is inside of me is when I learned how to water ski. I think I was 16 or so, and for years before that, even you know, though my whole extended family of nine step and full brothers and sisters had easily taken to it, I just didn't want to. Uh, it wasn't that I was scared, I just didn't particularly like getting wet, and I had no desire whatsoever to do it. And then one day, out of the blue, I just decided to give it a try. I remember, gosh, it was about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and nonstop for three hours, I tried to get up. And getting up is probably the hardest part about water skiing. If you've never tried it, getting up involves this incredible combination of balance and strength. It's like you have to pull yourself up out of the water with the, the boat just zooming and lunging forward. So for three hours straight, I tried time after time after time, but each time I kept falling right back into the water before I got even close to getting up. And after about 25 tries, I was so tired, I I couldn't even hold the rope anymore. So my stepdad, knowing me and my determination to not give up once I put my mind to something, he just insisted that we take a break for dinner. So we did. And then around 7 p.m., I was back at it. And in Wisconsin, where I grew up, It gets dark around 8.45 in the summer, so we had some time, um, and I wasn't about to give up. So at that point, I, I, I absolutely know everyone thought I was nuts. There was no need for me to do it that particular day. I could have waited till the next day or the next week, but my stepdad knew me. (laughs) And so it was back to the races. So 27 tries go by, 30 tries go by by this time. Literally, my whole extended family was out in the water cheering me on, each giving me different directions and tips from, you know, their experience doing it. And they were counting the tries. So it got to 35 tries, 40 tries. By 42, it was 9 p.m. 
I remember it was dark outside, like pitch dark, by no means safe to even be water skiing, but I wouldn't quit. I would not let my stepdad put the boat away. I mean, poor guy. I was going to stay in that water if it took me all night to get up on those gosh darn water skis. So then by try 43, my whole extended family, neighbors, everybody was screaming, cheering me on. My whole body was shaking. If you've ever done anything like so athletically taxing, it's like your body gets to the point where it literally starts shaking. So that's what was happening. I was so tired. So I took a deep breath. I told everyone just to stop saying anything. And I asked and begged my saint of a stepdad, who at this point, he'd been driving the boat for about six hours. And there's an art to driving the boat for water skiers. It's crazy. So I just begged him to let me try one more time. And okay, it's 35 years later now. And I can still picture the whole experience. I closed my eyes for a second to get my wits about me because I was so tired. I took a deep breath. I gave him a thumbs up to show, you know, that I was ready, that he could rev the boat forward. And I used every single ounce of might left in my body, pulled myself up with that unbelievable combination of balance and strength. And off I went. I was water skiing. And I remember through the shadows, I, I saw my stepdad fling his hat in the air and everybody was cheering. But most of all, I remember the feeling of doing something that was incredibly hard for me, but not giving up. And in my mind's eye, that is the picture I get when I think of grit. And I'm not sure where it came from in me, but on that day especially, I knew that I had it in spades. Now, so now fast forward all these years, and I know that the main reason Right Road Kids and even this radio show are flourishing is because of two things, mainly. Number one, a a calling that God put on my heart. And also because of that grit that I realized that I had all those years ago. Grit is what pushed me forward when things have seemed impossible. And it's what kept me going when things were so hard that it seemed crazy to even try to keep going. But here we are, grit. You know, back in the day, we used to call it determination. But the word grit has really come to the forefront lately. And along with the word has come a concern that in this age of this instant gratification and everyone receiving a participation trophy, that so many kids are lacking grit. And that's a big problem. So what do we do? as parents and educators to help them find it and grow it within themselves. Because like I mentioned, grit is one of the key forces that leads to success in life. And that is what we are going to look at together tonight during this hour, the awesomeness of grit and determination and how to grow it in our kids and really even within ourselves. My guest is extraordinary, you guys, and we have so much to talk about. And I'm so excited to share every second of this program with you all. So welcome to each and every one of you listening. As always, I just hope that tonight's program will be a tremendous blessing for you. And speaking of blessings, I'd like to start with tonight's first awesome On the Right Road giveaway. And what I'll do is I'll announce all the recipients from all of tonight's live and pre-show giving on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. There are going to be so many recipients. I think there's going to be like 130 plus so I'll need an extra day. We'll, we'll need an extra day to draw all the names and then to create that announcement graphic. So make sure to check for that exciting recipient announcement post on our Right Road Kids Facebook page Tuesday afternoon instead of Monday, okay? It'll be up on Tuesday. And 
will get all the gifts from tonight's show out in the mail to the recipient teachers at their schools the week of August 19th. While over the summer, we ship to teachers at their home addresses. Starting the week of August 19th, we're going to be back mailing to teachers at their schools. So there won't be any need for you to provide your summer home address if you're a recipient now, since we're kicking back into school delivery mode, okay? So here's tonight's first On the Right Road giveaway. Of course, it's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. And first, I want to mention tonight's code word, especially for those of you who are new to On the Right Road. Here's the scoop. We're going to post each one of tonight's giveaways up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page, okay? So instead of waiting for the giveaways to come up on your timeline, actually call up our Right Road Kids Facebook page so you have it up and ready. And then you just refresh it each time I announce a new giveaway and it'll pop right up there for you, okay? The simple entry details will be right there in the giveaway post, except there's one other little tip. You got to add tonight's code word, and that is GRIT. G-R-I-T, okay? So anywhere in your entry comment, just type that code word GRIT because that lets us know that you're listening and that officially enters you in addition to the details in the Facebook posts, okay? So for this first giveaway, I have 12 classroom eraser gift packs and each gift pack has all the different kinds of erasers that will be pictured in the giveaway post. Standard classroom pink erasers, reward erasers, and tons of pencil cap erasers all in an awesome seat set school supply pouch. And one of the key things about grit is that desire and ability to not give up. And to not be afraid to try again and keep going even when mistakes happen. And erasers are the first thing that popped into my mind as I was thinking about that. So I thought this would be the perfect giveaway to start with tonight. So there will be 12 teacher recipients and each will receive one of the wonderful classroom eraser gift packs. So to enter, you can go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. And remember to type tonight's code word GRIT as part of your entry comment, okay? This giveaway will be open until just after the end of the show, till 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern tonight, and we'll announce the 12 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Special thanks to SeatSack and to the Southern California DCH Honda, Toyota, Lexus, Ford, and Audi car dealerships and their support companies for helping to make this giveaway possible. And you guys know this is just the start of the incredible giveaways I'll have throughout the show for you tonight. So keep our Right Road Kids Facebook page close and ready. And just a quick note that if you're not listening live tonight, we're live Sunday, July 28th. Tonight's giveaways will, of course, be closed after that. Okay, now, you guys, I am so happy that I get to introduce you all to my wonderful guest this evening. Her name is Layla Sanguris. Layla is a former middle school teacher specializing in language arts and gifted education. She's also a college professor. She has a college do- a doctorate in educational psychology, and her heartfelt interest in grit stemmed from observing her students balk at challenging activities in the classroom, yet excel in competitive areas outside of school. And she's also learned a lot about grit by raising her six wonderful children. (laughs) Her heart for empowering teachers and education led to her dream job of writing and being of support to other teachers. And of her many gifts to the world, she's penned two remarkable books, Raising Children with Grit and Grit in the Classroom, 
Classroom. And she has also created other awesome resources to support teachers and parents as they aim to raise kids with grit and determination. This is just going to be such an excellent conversation this evening with so much helpful insight. And I'm just, I'm so excited to introduce you all to Layla Sanguras. Welcome to On the Right Road, Layla. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, and we're so excited to have you. And I'm just going to dive right in because literally I have a zillion questions here, pages and pages of them for you. So is it okay if we just jump right in, Layla? Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I think the first best place to start tonight is to start by defining grit. What is it? Okay, so uh, most of the time when we think about grit, we think of it in terms of mental toughness or stick to and that's a piece of it, but the other piece is uh, passion or an interest. So, for example, when you were telling your story about water skiing, you absolutely had a sense of determination that you were going to get up, even if it was going to take you hours and hours, um, right. but you also had the that passion or that um, commitment to showing your family that you could do this. And so, so the two work together so that as one kind of falters, the other one picks up. So, for example, you can push and push, but eventually you're going to hit a wall when things get really hard. And so it's the right. passion or the interest or the goal that keeps you moving forward even when you want to quit. So those two things, the passion and the perseverance, are the two yep. key components of grit or determination, right? Right, so absolutely. I, I was researching all of the wonderful resources you have available, and I heard you do a wonderful interview. It was just a 10-minute little piece, but it was so spot on. And you mentioned in it that effort, which I considered the perseverance portion. You said effort counts twice in someone's success. Could you help us understand what that means? Because that really stuck in my brain. Yeah, sure. So I am one of the few people who actually loved algebra. And so I really <laughs> remember equations and then simplifying equations. So if you can imagine your algebra teacher writing up on the board um, this equation, that talent times effort equals skill. Well, okay. and, and it makes sense, right? If you have a little bit of musical talent, and then you apply some effort, so you maybe get private lessons, then that musical talent turns into this musical skill. Well, then, underneath that, if you write a second equation, skill times effort equals achievement. So then if you take the skill, which is the talent times the effort, and you apply even more effort, so maybe you um, go to more private lessons or you um, join a, a competitive band or something like that, then all of a sudden this talent has developed into an achievement. So you can kind of think of simplifying those, those equations that it's talent times effort squared equals achievement. And the reason that I love talking about this is because yes. uh, we can't control too much about the talents that we have. Um, right. A lot of times, you know, they, they sort of happen, you know, they develop as we're young. Um, but what we absolutely can control is the amount of effort that we apply to something. And I think it's amazing news for teachers and for parents that the effort counts more than anything else when you're thinking about achievement for your kids. And we can absolutely... Well, and... Yes. Sorry, go well, ahead. 
No, what a great thing to tell kids, to explain yeah. to kids. You might be the ninth. My, my son plays baseball. So so baseball is flying through my brain as I'm talking about this because you meet kids that just can't quite do it, you know. Mm-hmm. You might have a child who's that ninth batter or the kid sitting on the bench. But just helping them understand what you just shared is that effort counts for twice in the equation and if you work your tail off there is no reason that you can even if you have a minuscule amount of talent you can multiply that literally exponentially what a great thing for teachers leading back into the school year teachers write that on the board effort counts twice oh i'm Mm -hmm. getting goosebumps this is just beautiful (laughs) so now looking at the passion portion the passion to me is sort of the why you want to do something, that why in your gut, why you want to do it. So what I know, and we can talk for hours on passion, but what is Uh your one best tip for parents and teachers for helping kids find their passions? Well, okay, so passion begins with curiosity. So um, we have to really um, practice and help our kids be curious. They have absolutely no problem being curious when they're two and three, right? I mean, there are questions coming at you about everything and it's ridiculous and takes forever to get anything done because they're so curious about everything. Well, over time, they sort of learn that that curiosity is not as appreciated and and so it wanes a little bit. So, um, but we need to really think of ways that we can purposefully um, provide opportunities for kids to be curious because that's what's going to lead them to their interests and then the interests are what develop into passions. So we can do things like just saying, I wonder why, you know, I wonder why this is happening. I wonder why generic soda doesn't keep its carbonation as long as the brand name soda, you know, just kind of getting kids to start to look around, look around them because they're so technology driven, right? And they're just waiting for the next stimulus, the next text or whatever to come in that they don't really, and we don't as adults, look around and just think, just wonder about things. So I think really getting back to that um, and modeling it as teachers and parents and, and really showing our kids that we value it, that we want them to be asking questions. Well, and I think that's something that all of us as educators and parents should write on the top of our date book, our schedule book, our, you know, our, our home board where we put all of our, inf- our family information, right? Put passions. Write that mm-hmm. down right now, teachers. Put passions and make that a key word for you and for your classroom to not forget. Because if the kids are passionate about what they're learning, it's going to make your job a hundred times easier to teach them because they're going to be passionate about it. If we lose the passion, if we take that out of the school year with just all of the testing and everything, I think this is something that school districts need to hear. It's something that our government needs to hear. You know, passion is the key. Oh my God, this is wonderful, Layla. So here's something that I have been wondering all of my life because like I shared with the water ski story and now I under, I understand my grit more just from hearing what you shared because passion is not only effort for me but I'm such a passionate person about what I do that I know uh-huh. that that's multiplied by 100 inside so now I understand why I have that that grit inside of me but here's the question is grit something that people are basically born with or can at least part of it be something that you can learn and grow within yourself and that we can help kids grow within themselves. And I'm hoping the answer is yes, we can grow it, help yeah. them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think um, one of the scariest things to me is to hear someone say, 
um, like at a graduation speech or something, just to say to the audience of high school seniors to say, go out and find your passion. Because to me, that's terrifying because it, it, there's so much pressure, you know? So, yes. so absolutely, we can do little things along the way to help kids cultivate their passion and also um, provide opportunities for them where they want to give up, but they don't. And so then they can learn what it's like to, to keep going even when they want to quit, when things get so hard that they think they can't do it, do it anymore. Well, while they're in the safe environment of our home and our classrooms, we're there to pick them up, to cheer them on, to keep, you know, to, to keep encouraging them and, and to just push them forward. And the other thing I think that's really important, especially for teachers to hear, is that a lot of times our kids come to us from really difficult situations and um, they, they already are gritty. I mean, they already know right. what it's like to push through when it's, when it's hard or seems impossible. And so the other thing is helping them recognize the things that they're already doing that, that, it, that are examples of perseverance and then helping them apply those to, you know, the, the schoolwork that we're asking them to do or, you know, whatever it is, but just transferring those skills that they already have into yes. something that's going to help them be successful later. Well, and, and oh my gosh, a, a light bulb moment just happened for me. It's like, if we don't, like a lot of parents want to do everything for their kids now. So, oh, it's that we, I don't want Johnny yeah. to have to go through that. Well, I think the feeling that you get from accomplishing something, from figuring out that math problem, if you just didn't understand it 10 minutes ago and, and you go, oh my gosh, I got this. I, I, were, I figured mm-hmm. it out. The feeling of, of pride and accomplishment that you get from that and you see the child's eyes just light up like I did, I did it, you know? Right, yeah. and And so giving, the, oh, I love this. And then in, encouraging that and helping them revel in that moment and celebrate, you know, because, oh my gosh, I love this. So, Here's the next question, and this is a biggie because some teachers have a strange feeling when they hear hear the word grit. I don't, you know, and and there can be kind of that, you know, you think of grit like being almost dirty, you know, you know what I'm Mm -hmm, saying? Not the mm -hmm. kind of grit we're talking about or or meanness or, you know, sticking somebody in the Mm -hmm. gut or, you know what I mean? Is that a misconception of grit? Are there any other, that's not what we're talking about here, Right. Yeah, I think uh, one of the things that is a misconception or I hear people talk about when they talk about grit is that they think that it's something that you can just learn overnight, that it's a skill that you can just practice at, you know, one time and then all of a sudden you're either going to be gritty or you're not. Um, right. And it's absolutely something that is developed over time, which is why it's so crucial that we work with our kids now. Um, it is a strength-based skill. So it's kind of like um, you go to self-defense classes because you want to be prepared in case something happens, right? So yes. we want to help our kids be gritty now in case something happens. And we know by living that some, that something is going to happen. There is going to be a time when things feel impossible. And so we really want to help our kids develop the skills now so that they can be successful later. The other thing that I hear people talk about is that they want to tie grit to um, like academic success, particularly how it's measured on standardized assessments like state tests and things like that. Right. Um, and it's really not, you know, there's nothing about passion in a standardized test. I mean, you know, right. I don't know if you've ever proctored one of those babies, but it is the passion-free <laughs> room when that is happening. Yes. Um, and, and so it's not about, 
it's, it's not about that kind of success. It's about a different kind of, it's about long-term success and life satisfaction and overall happiness that those are the goals that we're, that we're working toward when we talk about building grid in our kids. Yes. And I think from day one to just, it's another thing to write down as a note here. This is going to be our focus for the year to explain to the kids yeah. that testing is only one portion. It helps me as a teacher fig- right. figure out where, what, how I can better teach you and where you're at. And, you know, it's not the end all. This whole other aspect of passion and grit and effort is, is 90% of life, really. Not that the mm-hmm. academics aren't important because you have to learn how to solve that math problem. It helps you learn how to be a solution solver, you know, in the world. So I, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Maybe it's 50-50. But I think that the importance of our school district's understanding about passion and determination is just so, so, so key. And I know the teachers all understand it. We just have to make a shift in our country and everybody understanding it. So, Layla, in general, why does grit seem to be waning in our kids' lives? It just, you know, with that, everyone gets the trophy and all of that. Why is it waning? Not just in our kids, but in our society more and more. People just give up way too quickly when things are tough. Yeah, I think, um, well, I think it comes back to, as an adult, if you, if you haven't been, if you haven't experienced natural consequences growing up, then it's really hard when you become an adult and all of a sudden you have to face natural consequences. And so you're more likely to give up. So we definitely need to be aware of our parenting style. You know, um, I think recently uh, people have been talking about how we kind of have switched from this society of having helicopter moms where they're hovering to lawnmower or snowplow parents where they are out in front of their children, you know, Uh getting rid of the obstacles before their children can face them. And yes, we really, we really need to get out of the way. And, and like I said, it's, we have this amazing opportunity in this really safe nurturing environment to allow our kids to fall and then help them figure out a way to get back up. And, and we can't keep holding them, you know, we can't keep, keep them from falling. Um, we have to let them face the natural consequences, whether it's a little thing like if they forget their sweatshirt and they can't go to play out at recess, um, parents should not be running up to the school in the middle of the day bringing the sweatshirt. Like, the, the kid is going to be okay sitting out for recess, but we, we're so afraid of that. Um, the other thing is we need to really be rethinking um, how we define success and failure. And so one of the things I like to talk about are the differences between productive and unproductive success and productive and unproductive failure. So... Uh, uh, an unproductive success is the kid who shows up to his t-ball team and, you know, maybe, you know, doesn't, they don't win any games, you know, it's t-ball, everybody wins, everybody gets a snack and everybody gets a trophy. Well, um, if you were to ask a six-year-old how he feels about that, he's probably going to be thrilled because he's been waiting his entire life for a trophy. But if he did the same thing to a 12-year-old, he knows that that trophy doesn't mean anything. And right. so it, all it is is reinforcing this idea that mediocrity is okay, you know, whatever it is, that we don't really have to work for the rewards that we want. But a productive success is one where you have to work your tail off and you, and yes. you accomplish it. And then the same is true for failure. So we need to rethink failure so that we're not seeing it as just this judgment about who you are. Instead, it's about right. what can we learn from this experience. And 
if you fail, and for some kids, failing means getting a B in a class, and some kids, it's actually failing a class. You know, it, it varies right, depending right. On, on each kid, but an unproductive failure would be one that you don't learn anything from, whereas a productive failure is one that you grow from, you figure out a new plan for how to move forward, you know, you learn about who you are as a person, as a, you know, a student, as a as a son or a daughter, all of those things. That that means that the failure doesn't matter so much. It's more about what you learned along the way. Oh, my gosh. This is like so spot on. This is, oh, my gosh. Everybody needs to hear this. Every parent, every, <laughs> I mean, this is just, oh, my gosh. So I can't wait to talk about with all of this with you so much more. I have so many more questions. But I actually have our next On the Right Road giveaway. And this one's in your honor, Layla. Your books are wonderful resources on this whole topic. Every page, every sentence provides like this uh, nuggets of information, insights and ideas that are so helpful for parents and teachers in really addressing this whole topic with their kids. So this giveaway number two tonight, of course, it's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. I have... 18 of Lila's awesome books and resources here to give tonight. I have three of her Raising Children with Grit books, three of her Grit in the Classroom books, two of her wonderfully helpful Grit reference guides for teachers, and 10 of her student guides to Grit and Greatness. So there will be a total of 18 recipients as part of this one giveaway, and each will receive one of Layla's awesome books or resources. And these are gems, teachers. Oh, my gosh. So to enter... Just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. It's actually going to pop right up there at 532 Pacific, 832 Eastern. So just refresh the page right in 30 seconds or so, and it'll pop right up there for you. And remember to include tonight's code word GRIT as part of your entry comment, even if you included it in tonight's earlier giveaway. Okay, don't forget to add the code word. And this giveaway will be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 18 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Great big thanks to Layla for donating her books and reference guides and to Lori Stinas and our Keller Williams real estate team for helping to make this wonderful giveaway possible. And I just looked. It should be right up there for you right now. And Marcy gave the thumbs up, so go for it, you guys. And now, Layla, I really want to dive into how how we as parents can best support our kids. And we've ta- we've touched upon some of it, but I want to dig even a little bit deeper. So what are some things, Layla, maybe the top two things, in addition to what we've already talked about, because I want to give you a chance to share as much as possible, what are maybe the top two additional things that parents can do to cultivate grit in the class, in, in their children? I'm sorry, not in the classroom, parents in their children. So one of the first, and this is true for parents and teachers, is to to share stories of what it feels like, uh, stories when um, teachers or parents have felt um, gritty. And it can be yes. a time like, like the story that you shared, um, but we have to help our kids understand that everybody struggles, and um, and so we have to talk about those experiences. We have to talk about what it feels like to fail. We have to talk about the shame that comes along with failing so that we can make it uh, a normal feeling where it's not something that is tied to your identity, but it's just a thing that happened. 
And, um, and the best way to do that is for kids to hear actual stories from real people. Um, it really puts us in a vulnerable position because we don't like to, you know, sometimes take off that armor. Um, but it's su- super, super important. And then also to help our kids recognize that the, the people that they look up to who are famous, that anybody who has ever done anything great has struggled and has failed a hundred times. We don't see it because we see the highlight reel on Instagram or Facebook. Yes. Um, but we have to get away from thinking that, that they're perfect because it, it doesn't exist. And so, but we have to give them actual stories. And so I think, I think by us sharing our personal experiences and also opening the conversation with our, our kids with, you know, when they talk about someone they look up to and then, can point out things like, wow, I bet it was really hard for him to break into the music business. Do you know anything about that? And, and, you know, give your child a chance to look it up. And, and if it's someone who's really important to him or her, they're going to spend the time looking at it. And then they're going to find kind of this connection that, wow, this person also struggled and I struggle. And, and that it's not, it's not a matter of being perfect to get to the top. It's a matter of just continuing to push through those obstacles, even when you want to quit. That's how you get to the top. And that's how you stay at the top. And, um, and I think, I think too often we don't share, we don't talk about it. We don't talk about failure um, because it, it is a painful thing. You know, it's painful to talk about. Well, and something that I've really realized in my life, and and it's kind of piggybacking on what you're sharing here is that sometimes the difficulties are what lead to the great stuff. And if you don't go through the difficulty, you learn so much more. You you get, gain a greater compassion for what other people are going through. There's so much more that happens when it's hard than if it were everything were just easy. We'd all just be like, whatever, okay, let's go do this. But when you go through, and I think that's another important thing to share with kids when you're sharing these stories of how people have struggled. It's like, but look what that led to. Because that person didn't give up and they found a different avenue or a different door to go through or whatever, look what that led to. And had that person not gone through that first experience of the difficulty or the second one or the fifth one or the 99th one, they wouldn't have gotten to where they were. Oh, my gosh, this is awesome. Uh-huh. So well, yeah, now that and, we've... Um, and I think, go ahead. You know, ahead. We, don't, we don't know the, the way that our lives are going to play out. So we don't know right. all the opportunities that are going to be available to us in the future. So the best thing we can do is help kids realize that if you just keep moving forward and if you pick up these skills, you don't know the greatness that is on the other side. And, exactly. and it's, it's the same for the people who are famous, who they look up to. It's the same for their parents. You don't know where all of these opportunities are going to lead to. So let's just jump in and be gritty and, and just do it, you know, and then, and then we'll see what happens from there. Yes, instead of spending, you know, 90% of your energy on worrying, you know, do right. the work. Instead, oh, I like this, do the work instead of the worry. I like that. Okay, mm-hmm. so now, now what are some additional things, if you've got another one or two top tips that you have that teachers can do to cultivate that grit right there in their classrooms? And I, again, I know we've already touched upon this, but are there any other things? I want to make sure we're not missing anything that you really want to share in terms of this. Yeah, I think um, helping kids make connections between um, the things that are important to them and what you are asking them to do. Because, you know, a lot of times, like, you know, I'll tell people, sadly, our our students sometimes aren't as excited about the book that we're reading as we are. You know, we're super mm-hmm. excited about it, and they 
you know, sometimes grumble about having to read a book or whatever. <laughs> and um, so what we have to do is we have to find ways for them to make personal connections and help them realize that whatever their goals are and the, the things that they want to accomplish, um, we have to help them connect it to that and connect it to their why. And I like know, that. this is why I'm working hard every day. This is why I'm doing these things. And so um, I talk about um, really working with kids to set these, I call them super stretch goals. And these are like dreams. Like these are the things that you're sort of embarrassed to mention out loud because yeah. it's, it's such a big thing, you know, that yes. you just don't even know if you can, you don't even know if you can do it and you don't want somebody to, to think you're dumb for thinking it. So it's right. the fire in your belly. It's that super, you know, and so, so we do that. And then from there, we back it down to setting the SMART goals, you know, the specific, measurable, achievable, all of those. And then from there, we back it down to these daily actions. And so, so what we do is we help kids figure out the daily actions that they need to do that will lead to them achieving the SMART goal, which will lead to that super stretch goal. And oh, my gosh. That's a great and, thing to do at the beginning of the school year, like in the first week, you know, yeah, with yeah. Indiv- with each indiv- each child individually, but then also as a class, you know. Oh mm-hmm. gosh, this is this is I'm and having so many light bulbs. <laughs> then what we can do from there is think, okay, so yes, we're reading this novel that you may not be interested in, but I can connect it to your super stretch goal because your super stretch goal is that you want to be an NBA basketball player and. That's your dream. And so by reading this book, sure, it may not seem on the surface that it's connected, but you know what this is doing is this is going to help you uh, become a more articulate person because you're going to be able to talk about the experiences of these characters. And then when you're an NBA basketball player and you just lost the game and a reporter wants to talk to you, you can keep your cool and you can be articulate in this interview with this reporter. And that's my goal as a teacher is to help you get to that super stretch goal and just nail it. Be the most successful guy you could possibly be. Oh my gosh, I love this. So now, we've got parents and we've got teachers. And sometimes, especially I think as the kids get older in middle school and high school, the two don't always meet. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when when kids are in elementary school, the parents are volunteering and not in all schools, but in a lot, it's a lot more so than in middle school and high school. So it's a fine line with teachers connect communicating things with parents without making them feel, I, I, I don't know. So let me just ask this question, and then maybe it'll make sense. How can teachers best communicate their knowledge about everything that we're talking about here with their students' parents? Do you know what I mean? So, so they're not stepping yeah, on eggshells, yeah. so that cultivating it within grit within kids really becomes this team effort. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think uh, starting off the year by sending an email or a letter home, however you communicate with parents, is a really effective way of just setting the tone. And so you have to think about, um, you know, I always think you want to uh, welcome the parents. Um, you want to make sure that parents, you know, it's, it's really important that our students know that we care about them and we love them and we're going to do everything we can for them. But parents need to hear the same thing. Because I'll tell you what, if a if a teacher tells me, I care about your kid, I want the best for him, I may, I'm going to push him and he's going to want to quit and it's going to be hard and messy and ugly, but I'm doing it for the right reasons and these are the reasons, then I'm yeah. going to support that teacher. Um, so if the, if the parents know where the teacher's coming from, 
then we're much more likely to be supportive. And, um, and so we have to set the expectations. So we have to talk about, you know, we're going to explore our interests and our passions. And it's possible that your child may come home asking you about times that you failed or you wanted to quit. And, you know, I encourage you to have these open conversations. Um, the other piece is I really want to encourage you to help your child advocate for, him, for himself. So if your child is struggling with something, rather than, you know, the parent stepping in and communicating with the teacher, let's help our children figure out how to have those difficult conversations and communicate respectfully when you don't agree with something and, you know, those kinds of things that will serve them later on. So it's oh all about gosh. figuring out, you know, what what the expectations are and then just being really clear with parents. And uh, more often than not, I mean, parents, they, they want their kids to like going to school so it's not a struggle in the morning. And then they also, you know, they want their kids to be successful. So we just have to, we have to communicate that we're on the same page and how we, uh, how we're going to go about doing it in the classroom. Well, and I think that, again, another light bulb moment, as you've been sharing, I think it's just as important in that first week as you're building the relationships with your students to also really build those uh, the, the relationships and the expectations with the parents. I love this mm-hmm. because that is, if you're all on the same team from the get-go, you know, instead of waiting till there's a problem, really having that, I, and I don't know the best way, it's technology, you know, emails, everybody gets so many emails, it's almost like you want to have that parent meeting, you know, the first mm-hmm. week of school, not just, oh, we got to go to another meeting, but just call it something so that it's a meeting of the minds and a, you know, this exciting time where we're coming together, where the teacher can really share the excitement of the school year so the parents can capture right. that, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, gosh, oh my gosh, that's awesome. So now here's a question that comes from my heart because I have, I struggle with this on a daily basis. What is the best mindset to have in dealing with people who might not have a whole lot of determination or grit? I find that for myself, I get very disheartened and I'm getting better over the years. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of so strong in who I am at this point. You know, as the years go by, you really find yourself comfortable in your own skin. But I still, I, because of that passion or something inside me, I still feeling, feel things so deeply. And I often find myself feeling heartache and frustration if somebody doesn't go the extra mile or they say they're going to do it and they don't do it. And I just, I, it hurts my feelings. You know what I mean? So what's mm-hmm. the best mindset to have in dealing with people who maybe it's not their personality, maybe they didn't learn it when they were kids, you know, if they don't have that determination and grit, how do you deal with that without letting it really bog you down and make you feel bad? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think I struggle with it as well. And I think the main thing that helps me is I had a colleague one time tell me that everybody experiences stress differently. So, um, and I think it's important to remember. So that means that I will, um, I might be really stressed, but I have, you know, like you said, I have six kids. At one time I was working four different jobs. You know, I was juggling all of these things. Um, Our college age son had brought home a dog he had adopted. So we now had four huge dogs living, you know, living in chaos. And I was just (laughs) so busy. And then I would talk to a friend who was really stressed because, you know, she was um, trying to, uh, 
you know, get a list of tasks done and just was really stressed about it. And, um, and I can't be a, um, a blessing to anybody if I just continue to say, well, you know, you may be stressed, but let me tell you about this, um, right. everything that I have going on. So it really comes from this place of compassion and understanding that everybody, the size of everybody's plate is different. All right. of our plates are full, but the size is different. And yes. there's nothing that I can do to change that. Um, and then the other thing that works with uh, teachers, that works with students, that works with spouses is um, uh, something that one of my former principals taught me, that, and that is what gets recognized gets repeated. And so if you see something in someone that you really value and that you think is amazing, then say it. Because yes. for the most part, we are a ple- people-pleasing culture, and we want to we make the people around us happy and proud of us. And so if by just saying, hey, like, I really noticed that, you know, you got so much done last week. That is incredible. And, and you know, be genuine about it. Then they're yes. going to start to think, okay, you know, I can do this. You know, I can take on more things, and I can juggle all of, all of the responsibilities or whatever. Um, but just like we we take away the judgment from failure. We have to take it away from, you know, kind of comparing, right. Like said, comparing our plate to somebody else's plate. Well, and I found something that's been really helpful for me over the, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm learning every year. I'm learning more and more and more as we all should in our lives. Right. That's what just is awesome. I've mm-hmm. just been learning to find a peace inside of my heart and still do the right thing and take a deep breath and think, yep. well, what am I going to do in this situation to really let my heart and my life shine through, even if I'm frustrated? So, Lila, just in, or Lila, just in like 30 seconds, I, I, this hour, I told you it was going to go by so quickly. <laughs> what final message would you like to share with all of our amazing Right Road friends here listening with us in about 30 seconds? Okay, so number one, we have to show our kids, whether they're students or our children, that we value their interests. So we can't criticize them or, or demean them in any way. We value their interests. Number yes. two, we have to create opportunities, whether they're learning opportunities or extracurricular, that our kids are going to struggle and they're going to want to quit. And then we have to, you know, really uh, force them to continue on and to keep going so that they know that they can do it. And then the third thing is that they, you have to be the source of hope for, for kids. So as they are struggling and going through anything difficult, they have to have you there being their cheerleader, showing them that they can do it, encouraging them, doing all of the things that will keep them believing in themselves um, because in those hard times, those are the times that we want to um, not think about uh, who we, you know, what's important to us. Right. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, Layla. I mean, what a blessing you are. Thank you for just sharing your expertise and your heart with us here on The Right Road. I, You are a blessing to the world. I wish we had oh, five more you. hours here. <laughs> and yeah. you guys are... Yeah, right? I want to make sure that you all know how you can connect with Layla and to order her wonderful books and other resources that she has available. You can go to her website, and it's a pretty easy title. It's pretty cool. And Still We Teach. A-N-D-S-T-I-L-L-W-E-T-E-A-C-H dot com. And again, her name is Layla, L-A-I-L-A Sanguris, 
S-A-N-G-U-R-A-S. So if you Google her, her books will come up as well. Um, So check it out, you guys. These things are just gems, so helpful. Um, And I also always like to give a huge thank you to our amazing On the Right Road sponsors, Right Road Kids, Right Road Productions, Nair, Seatsack, the Southern California DCH, Audi, Honda, Ford, Lexus, and Toyota car dealerships and their support companies, Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams Real Estate team, and, of course, Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams Realty and her extraordinary A Joy-Filled Life book. And, you guys, a quick reminder to mark your calendars for Sunday, August 25th. That's our next Live on the Right Road show date. It's going to be an awesome episode to help us all kick off the school year with tons more Right Road positivity and support. And right now, you guys, I have a huge bonus giveaway opportunity. This is going to be one of my On the Right Road email giveaways. And I've got so many wonderful gifts for you. I have six Scotch Pro Thermal Laminators, classroom treasure, right? I have five 25-count sets of seat sack school supply pouches. I think these are the best pouches out there. They're so sturdy and such great quality. They last years. And I have seven $250 retail Nair school supply gift packs to, to give. So, yeah, to enter for all 18 of these awesome gift drawings that I just shared, just email me at heypaula, that's H-E-Y Paula, like that old song, at rightroadkids.org. That's heypaula, H-E-Y Paula, at R-I-G-H-T-R-O-A-D-K-I-D-S.org. Just jot teacher gifts in the subject line so I can see at a glance that you're entering. And then in the body of the email, include your school, city, and state so we know you're an educator, okay? And also, if you don't mind, in case you're a recipient of that Nair gift pack, pop the, you know, just type the grade level you teach as well. That will be super helpful for us, okay? So that's it. This will be open until 8 p.m. Pacific tonight, 11 Eastern, and we'll draw the 18 names at random from all the complete entries, and we'll announce all 18 of the recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Huge thanks to Nair and to Seatsack and to Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team and to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams Realty and her amazing A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this gigantic giveaway possible. And now, like I always like to do, you guys, I I have just one little nugget here that I'd like to close with tonight. Um, It doesn't particularly have to do with grit, but it's just kind of my two-cent thought um, that hopefully will help you carry you into this week and into this school year. And that is to make sure to not become an island as the school year begins, whatever you're focusing on in your own life, in your classroom, in your parenting, you know, whether it be grit or determination or anything else, keep reaching out and connecting with each other, with the Right Road family, with other positivity-filled groups for that strength and compassion and support. And, you know, if you establish that support system from the get-go, what I found is that no matter what happens in the course of any given school year, it just helps everything a hundredfold, knowing, you know, that you're not alone, that you've got a family, a support system that cares for you and that is there for you. So on that note, you guys, I just hope that every second here this evening has been a wonderful support and blessing for you. And speaking of support, here's On the Right Road Facebook 
Facebook giveaway number three for tonight. And remember, you guys, to check our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon for the long, 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 long list. Like I said, I I believe it's over 130 recipients that we're going to have from tonight's pre-show and live broadcast giveaway. So check for that Tuesday afternoon. Um, So this third Facebook giveaway tonight is open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. I wanted to give something tonight in preparation for the new school year that I know every teacher could really use. So I bought a ton of binder paper and pencils. So I have 10 binder paper gift sets, each with 10 packs of binder paper and 10 pencil gift sets, each including great quality number two wood pencils and Bic mechanical pencils. So there will be 20 teacher recipients from this giveaway and each will receive either a big box of paper or a wonderful supply of pencils. So to enter, you can go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. And this one's going to pop up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page at 5.56 p.m. Pacific, which is 8.56 Eastern. Okay, so it's not up there yet. When it hits the 56 mark, just hit refresh and it'll pop right up there for you. Remember, you guys, to type in tonight's code word GRIT as part of your entry comment, even if you included it in tonight's other giveaway entries, okay? Because that officially enters you for each one that you enter tonight, okay? So this one's going to be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight, and we'll announce the 20 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Mountains of thanks. I, I Our sponsors are just so incredible, you guys. Mountains of thanks to Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team and to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her wonderful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this extraordinary giveaway possible. And once again, tons of thanks. Oh, my gosh, what a blessing she was. To Layla Sanguris for being my extraordinary guest this evening. Of course, huge thanks to Marcy Sabi for providing the -the behind-the-scenes support tonight. Thanks to my amazing engineer, Aaron and the whole Voice America team and most of all thank you all so very much for listening and being a part of the Right Road family. Blessings love and light from the bottom of my heart to each and every single one of you in case you've missed any part of this evening's show or if you'd like to share it with your friends and family or teacher friends. This episode of course will be available to listen to or download for free and in case you missed the big bonus email giveaway during the middle of the program what I'll do is I'll actually post the link to this show on our Right Road Kids Facebook Facebook page within about a half hour after we wrap up here. So that way you can listen for that info again if you didn't have a pencil and paper at the time. And make sure to watch for the click and listen giveaway for this episode on our Right Road Kids Facebook page next weekend. So even if you're listening now, you can still click and listen and enter that giving fun next weekend. Remember, you guys, that the next live on the Right Road show will be here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Sunday, August 25th. And in between our Live on the Right Road broadcasts, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and, of course, via our website at rightroadkids.org. Hey, you guys, as I always like to close with, always remember... 
no matter what, that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, Sunday, August 25th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern, here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. Wishing all of you and your kids tons of grit and determination today and every day to help happiness and success just overflow in your lives. I love you all. Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Right Road. Right Road.